Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where the wellness company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health FFN. Listening to JD and Tammy Rucker as we deliver the NOQ report, or as we like to call it, the knock report. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. We are blessed and very fortunate to have conservative actor Scott Bayo join us for for the show, for this conference. Scott, my friend, how are you today? Uh, I'm pretty good. Just uh, as we all are dealing with, you know, the COVID, um, the COVID uh, situation. Mm. But my, yeah. my, you know, my daughter's homeschooling, which is horrible. <laughs> she hates it. Oh, uh, no doubt. Sorry. I said no doubt. It's, yeah, it's I mean, bad for them. It's bad for kids. And um, our esteemed governor, this guy. Nice. Could not give two wits about anybody here in California. All he cares about is power and hurting the president. Absolutely. Absolutely. He is, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom, I've always said he has, his only accomplishment is that he's a good campaigner. Everywhere he's actually been a leader, whether San Francisco or California, uh, as a state, he has failed miserably. So I would be remiss if I didn't, you know. And his his aunt happens to be Nancy Pelosi. Well, yeah, and that always that always helps you in your, in your political career. Um, we have, you know, you are a a conservative. You're a conservative in Hollywood, which is, in many ways, it's almost like an oxymoron nowadays. When did you know? You know, you've been you've been in Hollywood. Well, not you've been acting since you were like nine. So when did you realize that you were a conservative? I don't. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I've, I've never thought any differently than I do now. Uh, I guess the word conservative was attached to me at some point during my life. Um, and I didn't ever go, oh, I'm a conservative. I have just, you know, my parents were, my neighborhood was that I grew up in. It's all that I know. It's who I am. Uh, it defines me as an American. I believe in certain things. And uh, I can remember 
doing an interview years ago, I think when I was campaigning for uh, Ronald Reagan, a, um, a, an interviewer asked me, why do you want to go against the grain in Hollywood? And I said, I thought I was the grain. I thought everything that I believed in was what America is, hard work, achievement, failing, succeeding, uh, God, love of country. I thought all those things were, were just what we were and what we are and what we were founded on. And uh, so it, I never really, I, I never really, I never realized anything different. I never thought anything different. So I, so I guess they put that label on me and it fit. And I seem to agree with a lot of other conservatives. That you do. Um, do you think though, that now that the label has been placed on you, how has this, how has this affected your career? You know, I mean, I grew up, you know, I was watching you in the seventies and the eighties and, and uh, you were phenomenal in the nineties. You just kept going, you know, and then even, even recently, um, I, your character is one of the few characters I've never seen in an entire episode of Arrested Development. Don't get mad at me, but yours is one of the few characters that I actually am very familiar with. <laughs> so, let me, but I mean, how has it affected you being, being labeled as a conservative in Hollywood? Do you think it's affected your career? Uh, by the way, this is apple juice. <laughs> um, day drinking. Somebody will say I'm drinking whiskey. Yeah. You know, a lot of loonies on the left will try to say anything. How has it affected my career? It, ha it hasn't, you know, it hasn't really affected my career until Trump. Uh, prior to that, you could have a fairly intelligent conversation with a Democrat uh, and a civil conversation with a Democrat, but those days are gone. Uh, and, and everything, uh, I remember I came out from Mitt Romney, who's a friggin' joke and an embarrassment. And I'm sorry that I ever gave him any money or any of my time. Um, jealous, jealous baby. Uh, so um, up until Trump, and I, 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 um, I've gone through, through, through some things. I just had a woman, I, um, a friend of mine. I'll give you a perfect example of how this works. So I don't know if you saw this, but I, a friend of mine called somebody at uh, ABC, the network ABC, with an idea that we had come up with. It was just going to feel her out and see what what uh, what she thought. And she wrote back in an email that I've posted online. I don't want to have anything to do with Scott Trump Bayo. Wow. And she came back later and said, well, COVID was on my mind and I was upset. And every excuse under the sun. And, and here's the problem. She said it. I called her out on it. Her name is Dawn Soleil. Nothing happened to her. Zero. And I'm sure they threw a party for her at ABC after she said it or after, she, after I called her out on it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're fighting. And I think it's disgusting. And um, so it has affected me. But you know what? My country comes before anything. My God comes before anything. And my child and my wife come before anything. So I would sacrifice all of it to save my country and my wife and my kid and my family. 
my brother and sister. So I would, and I would sacrifice everything, which I'm, which I'm kind of doing and it's okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you had uh speaking of fighting, you went, you were, you spoke at the 2016 Republican national convention. It was very controversial. Everybody was talking about, Oh my gosh, you know, what is Scott Bayo doing so the, for it was the first time that I would say probably literally millions of Americans um, knew for sure. Wow. Scott Bayo is a Trump supporter. We had no idea, you know, and I think a, a lot of people just perceive that, Oh, if they're in Hollywood, then they must support Hillary Clinton because everybody in Hollywood supports Hillary Clinton. You went on stage and you delivered a blockbuster speech. Um, right. The ending was so important. This was important back in 2016. And I would say that it's very important today. Do you recall what your last words were in your speech? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, let's make America, America again. Let's make America, America again. Which, you by look the way, around, my, my, my wife came up with that line. Really? Well, yeah, kudos to her. That was perfect. It was. It really was. And it's even more perfect today, you know, between what's happening with Antifa and all of these these riots, you know. I, hey, brother, I'm a big fan of protests, okay? I like peaceful peaceful protests. I saw you were at a peaceful protest in L.A. just a, a couple of weeks ago, you know, with the mm-hmm. walkaway movement. That was, I watched your speech then. It was excellent. But, <clears throat> you know, with the coronavirus lockdowns, like you said, students are stuck at home. They're not able to go and enjoy the aspects of school that are beyond just the education, you know, the interaction, the engagement, the, the being with their friends and their peers, getting out in the sunlight, enjoying life as we should as a child. So let me ask you this. Going into this election, I think we have a pretty good understanding of what, you know, what we need to do as far as from a voting perspective. We've got to vote for President Trump. But what else can we do as as regular average everyday citizens or as Hollywood conservatives or anybody? What can we do to make America America again. Uh, I think by what you just said, I think is, is is this the country you want to live in? Is this how you want it to be? Is do you want which I think is New York? I think is dead. I think New York is never coming mm-hmm. back. Um, mm-hmm. If this is the country yeah. you want to live in, then you know who to vote for. If you want constant rioting, because if Joe Biden wins, God forbid, these riots are not going to go away. The coronavirus will go away. They'll say, Dr. Fauci can I go, oh, you know, I think it wasn't as bad as we thought. And maybe you can take the mask off now. And because it's all, in my opinion, my opinion, I think it's all a lie. I think, yes, it's a virus. And I think it's killing people. And I don't want anybody to die. I don't. Um, But if I don't want to wear a mask, that's on me. And if you think you're going to contact something, then you wear a mask. I live in a free country, or I used to. I can take care of me. I can take care of my family. I don't need Governor Newsom, this empty suit, telling me what I have to do. I can't walk into a store. People, people walk away from me because I'm not wearing a mask. Good. Walk away from me. I appreciate it because I think you're full of crap. So I don't want anybody to die. And just like the flu, people die. Is this more aggressive? Maybe. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. But let me make the choice. I'm an American. I'm free. So 
to answer your question, you you can we can vote, but we have to we have to vote. And this mail-in thing is bad, very bad. Talk more about that. So, hang on. Let me finish. I'll answer, I'll answer your question. No, please. Here. It's not only that we have to vote; it's that we have to tell people, convince people, to vote. And I, and I said this in my in my in my speech at the rally. You have to reframe the argument. You can't say it's Trump versus Biden. You have to say it's America, and everything that's great about America: freedom, God. Uh, national anthem, love of country, military, all, all of the things that make us who we are versus defunding the police versus punishing people that you don't agree with versus Marxism, redistribution of wealth, rioting, um, all that, because that's what the left, that's what the Democrats stand for now. It's amazing to me. They have not condemned any of this. They promote it. And if, if that's the country you want to live in, then you vote for Joe Biden, free American, then you got to vote the other side. And I, and, and, and I don't know, excuse me if I get off on a rant. I know you have other questions. I don't know. No, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll, I'll say that for another answer. Go ahead. Brother, brother, you can keep going as long as you like. Listen. We're here in California, okay? And one of the challenges that we face as Californians isn't just Gavin Newsom. It's also Eric Garcetti. It's also, you know, London Breed. This isn't, you know, we, we have state legislators and national legislators here in California that are insane. You know, they've gone from, I, I've been here long enough to know that there was a time when they were, you know, relatively moderate, especially, you know, compared to like New York, Massachusetts, Portland, places like that. Now they're not. You know, continue on with what you're saying, but let's put this into perspective of can we fix California? Can we fix America? We know we have to vote for Trump, but what about those of us who voting for Trump? Sure, that'll help in D.C., but do we have hope here in California, for example, or any of these other leftist states? You know, J.D., I used to think you call them insane, and I used to say they're insane. I don't think they're insane. I think... They are diabolical. Mm. I think they are ideologically driven first and foremost above family, God, everything. Ideology to them is everything. I think that they they want to punish people that don't agree with them. Uh, I think they want a one world order or a one party rule, if you will. I think right now, they want to, they, they have it shut down here in LA. Garcetti, another empty suit, uh, who's a fool, uh, who does not, you know, I think we, ha- I think we have to say, I think we have to, um, just be clear about something. Governor Newsom and Eric Garcetti do not care about the people in their state. They don't. They don't care about us. I'll tell you what they do care about. Hello? Yeah, can I call, is this Rochelle? I'll call you back. Bye. Um, uh, they don't care about the, they don't care about the good, decent people of, of California. The people that are citizens, 
people that pay taxes, and the people that want to live their lives in what was once the most beautiful state in the country. They care about homeless, criminals, protecting these people, criminals, drug addicts, and illegals. That's their priority. We, you're on your own. You deal with it. You deal with the crime. And that's how these people look at the world because they know that by shutting down California, which is a very large economy, they hurt the whole economy of the country. And that's their goal, um, to hurt the president. So screw the people. Eh, screw the California people. They'll lose their businesses. They'll lose their jobs. They'll lose their lives. A lot of people are killing themselves. Couldn't care less. They don't care at all. And how, I, how do I know this? It's obvious. And my daughter, to, scope, to close, see, here's how it works, J.D. Again, all my opinion because you're asking me the question. So coronavirus comes, and it's bad and all that. And um, people don't you know, try to figure out what it is. Fauci comes out and says, no, we're fine. We don't have to wear masks. We can do whatever we want. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think then they realize, wait a minute, we can use this as a weapon against Trump. I'm not diminishing the virus. I'm not doing any of that for you liberals out there who say I want people to die. Okay? No, I don't. So what they do is, well, we, then all of a sudden, well, we need a mask. And then we need to stay in, then we need to, no, we need to stay inside. Then we need to wear masks if we go out. No. And they, so they keep changing it because they know that if they keep it the same, People will just forget it and live, go on with their lives. Shut businesses. Lose your restaurant. Lose your job. Lose everything. We don't care. We want you to be on the government, though, because we want socialism. That's what we want. So now they say, well, um, kids, aren't tra- uh, pe- kids aren't transmitting this disease. This is in the summer. Kids aren't transmitting this to adults, and kids don't get it. By the way, I have the antibodies. I was never sick. Uh, Kids are transmitting this, are not transmitting this to adults. Says, let's go back to school, let's bring normalcy back into our lives. What do they say? You know, we think now children are transmitting this disease to us. So that's how they constantly change the goalposts, constantly. And the people of this state, a large part of this country, are sheep. I'm not. I've lived my life during all of this. I've gone out, done the things I wanted to do, play golf when the courses were open. I go hang out with my friends and do what I want to do because I'm not going to be sheep. So that's how I live my life. We live our lives. And if you and I guarantee you, anybody you see walking by themselves wearing a mask is a liberal. People without a mask, conservatives. And I don't care. You get mad at me. Hundred percent. Get mad at me, folks. Get mad at me because I am. I'm done. My kids affecting my child now, and I'm sick of it. Absolutely. Let me ask you two more quick questions. What would you do? Let's say, let's say you are, um, you're mayor of L.A., you're governor of California, you're a state legislator, you're some, you're a U.S. senator. You know, Kamala Harris. Uh, hopefully, she'll uh, she'll 
just resign after they lose in November. But <laughs> what would you do if you were if you were governor? If you were you know, what would you do differently in California? Um, other than the obvious, you know, open up, open the economy. What else can we do, though? What else? What should be the focus? Now or long term? Both. If you let's say let's say that we'll call it long term. Let's say coronavirus is over. You know, we're, we're trying to get back to normalcy, not a new normal. Trying to get back to the standard normal when things were really good, which is just I mean, a few months ago. You know, what does Scott Bayo, the politician, do to? To uh, you know, what are your priorities? What will be your focus points? Clean up the homeless. Mm. You know, they want to spend billions of dollars, billions of dollars, building them housing, which will be destroyed in the course of a year. Uh, get them off the streets and put them in rehab. Try to help these people. People you can't help, have some housing for them. That is monitored. Get these people off. If they're criminals, put them in jail. Try them and put them in jail. Clean up the streets so people, decent people, can walk in their neighborhoods without fear. Get rid of Prop, oh God, Prop Forty, the one that the one that dropped all crime. Prop Forty Seven. Oh crap. Oh right, right. Uh, yes, uh, I think it is Forty Seven. I think it is Forty Seven. Basically, for those for those outside of California, Prop Forty Seven basically made it to where if somebody walks up to you and robs you, you know, of say three hundred dollars worth of merchandise, that's not enough to to get them. To yeah. get them put in jail. You can't even this will just come. It happened to my daughter. Okay. My sixteen year old daughter got her purse stolen. Police were like they can they couldn't do anything about right. it. So make a crime crime and cash uh, no cash bail. Really? Um clean it up. Get rid of the you know, clean it up. If you're illegal, you don't belong here. I'm sorry. You don't. There's laws. You can't pick and choose which laws you want. Mm-hmm. You know, I have empathy and I have I have compassion. You know, people say, well, don't you have compassion? I say, yeah, I have compassion for the good people who are Americans. I have compassion for them. They're getting screwed every day here, paying taxes through the nose, dealing with, deal, dealing with, and not saying, I'm not saying illegals are drug addicts. I'm not saying that. I'm saying they're draining our system. Now, if you want to get a bigger picture, for me, um, I have I, I don't know if, I don't know if you could do this for California, but you might. This might be applicable to the to the to the country. If you cut, if you're here, build the wall. I think hopefully we're finishing the wall. If you're here, you can stay. You cannot vote. The only person that can vote is the first child born after this law is passed 18 years from now. That person can vote. Nobody else that's here can vote. You have to register. And if you tell me it's like Nazi Germany, I have to register, you morons. I have a license. I have a social security card. I'm registered. They know who I am and where I am. Why shouldn't these people have to register? So they register. And if they and they have a... a uh, a health fund of their own that they pay into. So if they get sick, they have a fund, they have insurance for themselves. That's fine. Now, uh, you have to speak the language and you have two years to register. Okay? Two years. If you're stopped after those two years and you haven't registered, you got to go. 
Sorry. That's that's what I think should happen. That's what because I because to I I think it's hurtful for these for them. Because and here's the other thing, JD, which drives me which which baffles me. Because I have I know people want to get here. I get it. It's the best nation God ever created. I get it. We are we are a generous nation. We are helpful, uh, bo- uh, um, um, noble. You come here from wherever for whatever. You're here. You ran away from oppression. You ran away from war, from crime, whatever you ran away from. And you come here and you vote. And you vote for the people who are going to turn this country into the country you you ran away from. Why come here? You're voting for the person who wants to defund the police. You're voting for the people who want socialism. And that might be what you're running away from. You know, the free stuff is going to run out. It will. Because people like me and other people are going to leave. And you'll be stuck with a third world country, which is what you just left. That that's the part that confuses me more than anything. Amen, brother. To that, that's so well stated. It sounds as if you have you've thought through, you know, not just not just mantras. You've actually thought about policy. So you just proposed a policy. So for my my final question, and I want to thank you so much. Oh, before welcome. before I get to the last question, I want to ask you: What are you working on? As far as you know, are there any projects you're currently working on that you you'd like to tell the audience about? Is there anything? You know, what is what is Scott Bayo doing now or in the near future that you want people to know about? Uh, I just finished a, a film, actually, a faith based film, which I'm actually really? kind of. Yeah. Which I was. Um, really kind of cool. I'd never I'd never done one and I was asked to do one. And. And it's called um, Courting Mom and Dad. Uh, it's a I guess a romantic comedy. I uh, just did that, and then I'm working on something else that is not is is, is a much bigger thing than that, much bigger thing than than a. Um, but we'll see where that goes. That, that's a little. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work, but something that might affect some change in this country. Really, excellent. Yeah. Well, so that's awesome. Um, and we'll put the links to it while I'll watch on IMDb, see when it's released, get all that information out there. But, um, my last question, like I said, you, you sound as if you've gone beyond just, you know, Alyssa Milano style mantras and, and, uh, you know, the, the leftists in in Hollywood tend to, they talk in generalities. You've got some specific answers. My question for you is when do we get to see, um, you know, the, the Scott Bayo campaign, whether for for mayor of L.A., governor of California, um, any of the you know, legislators, senators, does Scott Bayo have a future in the world of elected politics? I no, I, I love my life, J.D. I, I do. Uh, I don't want I don't want I don't want those people in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not I'm not interested um, it's not, I don't want my, I, I have a daughter that I love more than anything in the world. I die for her. I don't want her exposed to this, these, these animals. Um, you're a conservative. They, 
they put you through the ringer if you're a, if you're a liberal. Yeah. What, what it's a nice dress. Well, who's who's the who makes the dress? I mean, that's the question they ask, and um, you know. So um, I, I appreciate the sentiment, um, but I think maybe I can do more, be more effective, uh, doing things like talking to you, um, and if I can help. You know, if I could turn some people, and I know a lot of people that have turned. You have, yeah. Think of what's going on. Sick of it. So if I could do that, I'd be, I'd be happy to, to help that way. Well, that is very awesome. That's a great, a great spot, folks. Scott Bayo, um, check him out all over the place. He's been acting forever, but more importantly, he's been doing things that have actually been working towards making America, America again. You know, there was a rumor that you were going to be speaking at the RNC. You've had rumors your entire life. I remember, I think it was in the 90s, didn't, wasn't there a rumor that you were in a car accident or something like that? They just seemed to, to follow you. This, um, if they call, are you going to speak at the RNC? I would love again. to, but I don't think they're going to call me. I, I I did it. I think it's, you know, been they, they've sort of been there, done that. Uh, mm. But of course, I mean, I, I, I appreciate the president and, um, you know, you said something about, uh, I thought this through JD and, and honest to God, it doesn't take a lot of thought. Mm-mm. It's just common sense stuff. It's just simple stuff that I grew up, that my, that I grew up with, that I was taught. My father was a, had a, was a very intelligent man, had a lot of common sense and I just always go back to who we are as a nation. Just go back to that. Hard work. And that's what it's all about. Absolutely. God bless you, God bless you too. In uh, 2028, I'll try to re, re-recruit you to <laughs> run. I think at that point, I think your daughter will, will be uh, out of the house, perhaps. So, so let's, see, let's see if we can get Scott Bayo in D.C. or in Sacramento. Cool. Brother, God bless you, and thank you so much for being with us. You take I'll care. Talk to you soon. See ya. Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Naturals set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together, we'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prepper All Naturals, where beef meets freedom. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.